Oh my goodness. SHW, this is our wrestling. This is insane. Are you kidding me right now? Hey, 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 what is going on here? The action is fast and furious. You never know who's going to show up in SHW. Brandon Benefield, Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. Business is about to pick up. This place just went ballistic. What is going on, everybody? It's time for the official podcast of Southern Honor Wrestling. It's SHW. This is our wrestling. I'm B-Double Brandon Benefield, GB Gerard Bonner, and the lovely Diana Michelle. Joining you once again uh, to talk about all things Southern Honor. And, of course, uh, this past week we saw a huge brand-new documentary kind of talking about the backstory and the history of Southern Honor Wrestling. And next Friday is the big three-year anniversary, Still Here 3, and we've got a lot of stuff to talk about as it pertains to that show. But first off, how are we doing, you guys? How's everybody feeling? I'm good, man. Great. I feel like this – this month is just dragging along. I'm like, let's go already. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes it feels like it's just coming by, coming by fast. And I'm just like, man, let's go, yeah. let's go. Well, and, and it's funny. We we actually ended up having an extra week because under normal circumstances, we'd be at the uh, action building tonight on the first right. Friday. But you know, some dude named Chris Jericho took our spot. What in the world? How dare him? You know, yeah. him and some little you know, group that he just started called Fozzy. Like, you know, <laughs> they might have a song or two that some of us might have heard of. I don't know. I don't think Brandon knows the words. That I finally, know. I finally <laughs> learned the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how long has it been? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I was, it was stage fright because I knew we were on camera. I was like, stage I fright. Got the words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I'm at yeah. home on the couch, I'm singing right along, you know? Yeah, that's how it goes. I get Anyways. it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, so we are uh, grinning ear to ear because uh, yesterday we got to watch the premiere of Hold Your Fork, the Southern Honor Wrestling Story, which was the documentary put out by Kind Punk, and uh, it told the whole uh, story, the history of SHW, and if you haven't seen it yet, check it out on Southern Honor Wrestling's Facebook page, probably where you're watching us right now. Uh, or on Nathan Mowry's Kind Punk YouTube channel. It's there as well. Um, so do yourself a favor. Check it out. It's a feature-length documentary. Um, and if I don't know for sure if it's going to be entered into some, like, uh, uh, you know, film festivals or something, but it, it should, should be. be. Yeah. yeah. Um, it should be. But let's, let's talk about it a little bit. I mean, I thought it was absolutely amazing. Um, your thoughts? I was blown away. I mean, yeah. I was – all emotional watching everything it's great Ooh! you know I'm about to get crazy now but you know, you know I'm a crap baby but it was it took me back I and mean, it was I wasn't there when it when Southern Honor first started I came along 
December 2019 and everything was just blowing up. And I mean, just to be a part of something so spectacular and, and special is, it's an honor, a Southern honor. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> GB? Yeah, you know, um, gosh. First, I, I should probably preface it by saying I'm a documentary guy. Okay. Like, I love documentaries. You know, while folks on Netflix are watching, you know, whatever movie is hot or whatever, you know, right. episodic situation, give me the documentary. You know, um, on what was the WWE Network, I watched it a lot for the documentaries. I love stories. I love history. And so getting to watch the behind the scenes and how this thing unfolded uh, was really, really special. And here's the thing, you know, this time last year when we were preparing for the two-year anniversary and we were getting together our top 10 moments, you know, in Southern Honor history and how hard we, you know, it was a hard task to do yeah. to figure out the top 10 moments. And so in my head, it was just, how do you encapsulate three years into 60 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. That's hard to do. And so, you know, there are a lot of arguments one could make for all of the stories that were told. There are other stories that weren't told that could equally, you know, we could do a volume two of this yeah. and a volume three of right. this. I mean, it, it, there's so many stories that are involved in this. And so I was just, I was blown away, you know, I, behind the scenes, we, we know that, and we've known that, you know, the production team behind AEW is the production team of Southern Honor Wrestling. You know, it's not a widely known fact. So when you take a look at the quality of this documentary, you know, it matches up against any other major organization in pro wrestling, you know, so that speaks volumes. And when you start talking about why Southern Honor has been at the top of the game for three years and why everybody's been chasing us and why people, you know, can get mad or get glad or whatever. We keep showing them why, you yeah. know? So it's like one second, it's, it's, it's the action. Then it's the production. And then it's the next level kinds of things, you know, whether right. it is the addition of a Diana Michelle or, you know, the, the, the chemistry of us as V3, you know, or if it's a scenario where, you know, there's always something that's raising the bar. And I think this documentary just completely blew the lid off of anything oh, yeah. that's happening. Because, you know, they said it right. We've raised the standard for Georgia wrestling, but now we just changed it. We, we just completely changed it with a documentary. Nobody, I'll say this. Yes, we know that there have been other uh, promotions that have been around longer than us, but right. nobody has told their story like this. You know, and that's because they haven't either had the resources or had the vision to do that. So we have been incredibly blessed to have people with great vision, with great execution, who are able to pull off major things in a space like Southern Honor. So if I'm the guy who had never heard of Southern Honor Wrestling and I watched that documentary last night, let me tell you what I'm doing. 
I'm finding my way next week to the three-year anniversary. Okay. Because I got to see this in person, all right? It, it's, it's like that. It's that kind of space. And so um, it made me proud. Uh, mm -hmm. Not that I wasn't proud. I was already incredibly proud to be a part of Southern Honor. But, I mean, it's like, no, we're representing the home team. And, yeah. you know, to even be included in the documentary um, is something special. I, I, don't, I don't take that for granted because our names are in there with Jake the Snake and, and right? MJF and, you know, uh, so many other people, Chris Jericho and, you know, Cody Rhodes. And, like, it's, it's just nuts to me that this is happening and I'm – Man, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I can't wait till next week because I'm going to make my best calls next week. I promise. Right. I promise. Makes you want to get, get better, be better. Absolutely. Stay at that standard that has been set. Yeah. See themselves. Absolutely. And you can tell throughout the documentary, too. Like, and I, you know, I joked with you guys about it. Like, I'm a little embarrassed about the earlier commentary audio that's used in the, in the documentary, but it's, it's a good, it, it's a good example of how, it progressed, yes. you know, you see how it progressed from the very beginning until where it's at now. And it's like a total 180. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I think I can say this, I'm not just tooting our own horn. I truly believe it. Like we present the most professional commentary ring announcer trio in independent wrestling. I don't think, you know, I don't think that's that far fetched. I, I believe yeah. that. Um, yeah. But one of the things, and you touched on this, GB, that I'm most excited about is all of the outside eyes that are going to be on this documentary that are going to be seeing SHW for the first time, that mm -hmm. maybe they've heard about it, maybe they've never heard about it, but they're going to see this and they're going to go, what in the world is this and how have I never seen this or heard of it or how have I never been to one of these shows? Right. And, you know, you mentioned uh, all the big names that happen to be interviewed on this documentary including DDP being one of them. Uh, right. You mentioned Jericho, Jake the Snake. Well, Jericho's already tweeted about the documentary. Right. So there's a ton of eyes right there already yeah. that are brand new that have never seen SHW before that are seeing this because I don't even know how many, but he's got a, a ton of followers on Twitter. And mm -hmm. when Jericho tweets something out, it's going to get a lot of clicks. And so Absolutely. just the fact that that happened right away, I was like, oh, man. And, and yeah. he's tweeted about it even – before it premiered, he tweeted when we showed right. the trailer earlier in the week, and right. it already got a lot of people chomping at the bit to watch it when it premiered yesterday. Um, yeah. And just that just excites me so much. And, you know, we, we've grown each and every year. We're coming up on a three-year anniversary, and when something like this comes out, it just makes me think, oh, my gosh, we're about to get even bigger, you yeah. know, if, if that's yeah. even possible. You know, it's like yeah. you already think we're the top show in Georgia, and it's like yeah. we're about to blow up even more here. So, you know, it, it kind of reminds me, and I'm, I'm going to date myself on this, but I think you guys will be able to follow me. It reminds me of world-class championship wrestling back mm -hmm. in the 80s, which they were, for those who don't remember the territory days, they were a Texas-based promotion that was a part of the NWA. Very right. famous for the Von Erics, the Freebirds, you know, that whole rivalry. Well, what happened, their level of production was something unlike you know, what was being seen in other territories. Mm -hmm. And this was pre-internet. They had not, you know, this was even before they hit ESPN. They were doing incredible things. Then they land a deal with ESPN, which in, in its infancy, which is nuts. So, you know, you can literally come home from school and watch world class, you know, in the afternoon, which is crazy. 
But what was happening was they started becoming so popular that their tapes started getting traded in places like India, right? So now you've got people from world class getting booked in India and in Japan and in all of these other places. And again, this is pre-internet and it had everything to do with the content that they were creating from you know in-ring work to production and the like. And so when we start thinking about how much bigger can this get, for me, I saw the expansion as soon as we hit IWTV. Yeah. You know, when we hit I, when we hit IWTV, that was another game changer in terms of being a promotion that now could be seen around the world on par, you know, and in the same sentences as a lot of these other independent organizations. And it's funny because if you've ever watched IWTV, you know, I for a while was obviously only watching it for Southern Honor. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's a few other things here. Let yeah. me click. And I went, whoa <laughs> you know what i mean right. and so you you quickly realize and mbw you've mentioned this before everybody's not southern honor you know right. we we are so used to this but you know diana you you travel quite a bit to other organizations and so you get to see firsthand you know southern honor is a very different beast mm -hmm. and now in terms of what happens a documentary like this points more eyes on our product brings more people to the action building puts more eyes on us on iwtv i really think things are significantly about to change for us and that is incredibly exciting incredibly exciting yeah I, i'm i'm stoked and it, you know yeah. it couldn't come at a better time because right. we've talked about it already next friday a week from today good lord is our three-year anniversary still here three coming yeah. to the action building and i and i hope you know especially if they're local if people are just now finding out about shw if they're watching us for the first time doing yeah. the podcast here and you saw the documentary by all means do whatever you can to come out to the action building 261 marietta road next friday night tickets yeah. go on sale at five o'clock uh doors open at seven bell time at eight and and the tickets are cheap it's family friendly bring the whole family out um, you're going to have a blast. I mean, you saw the documentary and you see yeah. what now you kind of know what to expect. And uh, you see, so wait, let me, let me now. ask, let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the documentary? Ooh. There were so many parts that just brought tears. Mm. I, I can't pick. I, I, I can't pick. There was all the backstory with Dylan and his emotion. And you got to see, the real emotion of Danny and um, Joe. I mean, it was just real. I told GB I was sneakily watching it in, in chunks while I was at work when I wasn't <laughs> supposed to be watching it. And the, and the part with Danny, you know, people are walking by me and I've got my headphones on and I'm watching it and I'm all teared up. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I'm seeing people walk by me. I'm like, oh, it's just allergies. I'm good. Don't mind me. <laughs> You know, they were because like, they don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. Oh, geez. Yeah. But man, you just you saw a different side of her. You know that she's yeah. not just the mean girl. She she's yeah. real. Yeah. She's a real person, and and she has things that she goes through, and and she was so open yeah. about yeah. things that she dealt with in her life, and and how Southern Honor was a home for her, is a home for her. 
Yeah. Sorry, Judith. She's always going to be the queen. Well, you know, it. it <laughs> I, 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 I almost wore. I almost wore my pink Danny J T-shirt. <laughs> And I felt like, well, since we're going to be previewing next week's show, GB might give me a hard time because we're going yeah. to talk about the match with her and Rekka. So I it, didn't, but I almost did. It, 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 it kind of hit me in a soft spot. I yes. admit that it did. Now, you know, that was a great story. And when we get to her and Rekka, I'll share more thoughts. But that was Thank a, you. that was a tearjerker. Uh, you know, an interesting, an interesting revelation to me, which kind of told me a lot, was when Joe Black said that before Southern Honor, he hated wrestling. I had no idea. Now, I had no clue that Southern Honor literally uh, reinvigorated his love for wrestling. And when you think about the matches that Joe Black has put on, and, and I, I don't know, I may have been the first one to dub him as the promo king, but, you know, watching this guy work, I can't imagine this guy losing his love for the business. And so the idea that this promotion gave him the love for the business back and that he said on camera, his very last match, God knows when it'll be, I hope it's no time soon, will be at Southern Honor is that's so to me th this is more this is about more than wrestling it is about the idea of people being able to live their dreams right and Dylan even talked about that um, the ability to live your dreams and it's really powerful because I think all of us you know the three of us specifically are, are living proof that this is a space where we get to live out our dreams. Yeah. All of our stories of how we got here are a little bit different, but we all were fans and we all were very interested in being a part of this and didn't necessarily know how. And, you know, to now be in a space where we're living in this and we can, you know, say that we added a building block to this juggernaut that is SHW. It's about dreams. It's about being able to live this thing out and the Joe Black piece really was powerful to me. Uh, the Joe Black piece um, and, and then them kind of going a little in depth about the, the feud with him and Huckabee and the dog yeah, collar match. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty cool. Um, you know, cause we were here for a, all of it or you yeah. guys came yeah. about a year in, I've been here since day one. And so I think that was my second show, not a January show. Yeah. So that was yeah. That was show. my second show too. Yeah. I was still so, getting yeah. used to it. And that was the movie. first show when we were dubbed the voices of SHW. Right. It was right. really crazy how all that came about. Right. Really crazy. Right. Oh my and gosh. so, um, it, it, that was really good. And the thing is, what I was going to say was we've, we've been here for all these big moments, but in the documentary, we're seeing stuff maybe behind the scenes backstage, or we're yeah. hearing stories from these guys that we didn't actually know pertaining to these right. moments. You know what I mean? Like we were there for the big moments, but we didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. And so to see some of that stuff was really cool. Um, hearing AC Mac, uh, you, you know, you're seeing a whole different side of Mac on this documentary. That's, you know, a little more in depth and, and really cool. I'm getting to hear from Alan Angels because, you know, yeah. uh, I, we miss Alan. I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but man, I think I can speak for most of us when uh, I, I miss him at SHW. And I know he's doing big things now with AEW and the Dark Order and everything. But it was cool that they were able to get him to do an interview for this documentary because uh, he had a lot to say yeah. about his early days uh, and being one of the early champs at SHW. And so it was cool that we got to hear from him again. And um, 
gosh, just so many things. And, and GB. It was the leader of New Era, the first leader of New Era. Is that right? So yes. if you ask them, there was really no leader. But I mean, yeah, he was basically the leader. And then when they turned on him, Mac was basically the leader. But yeah. it, it was one of those things where they were always like, oh, there's no leader and blah, 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 blah. And, well, kind of whatever. But, uh, but yes, he was kind of the original leader before Mac turned on him. Or they turned on him and then Mac they allowed Matt, Mac to win the belt from him um, in, a, in a Canton street fight uh, mm -hmm. back in 2019 at some point. Yeah. It all runs together. I can't remember which SHW <laughs> number it was, but uh, <laughs> go back on IWTV. They're all there right. They're and all you there. can uh, see for yourself. But um, just what an amazing ride it's been. And, yeah. you know, you talked about all of us kind of coming in at, in at different times and in different ways. And just for people, and I don't know – we may have talked about it on this show before in the past, but for people that might be watching for the first time, I think maybe it would be kind of cool And this. We didn't plan this, but just to kind of, kind of give our story a little bit of like how I got there, the GB, you talk about how you came in, Diana, you kind of tell how you came in. Cause I think people might want to hear that. And especially if they're watching us for the first time, yeah. but, um, and, and so just real quick, I'll give you a recap for me. Like I was a fan getting ready to come to the very first SHW show. My sister lives up near Canton and she had heard about it through a friend. It was like, she knows I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. So she's like, Hey, there's this new wrestling promotion in Canton. It's October, 2018, the first show. Um, at the time I was doing a wrestling podcast and a guy named DC who was, uh, who works kind of backstage and behind the scenes at SHW heard me on this podcast, reached out out of the blue was like, Hey, we need a commentary person for the show. Do you want to do it? And I remember just being like, what? <laughs> like, why? Why? I, I've never done this before. But, I mean, it sounds cool, but, you know, no real interest or anything until I got there and did the very first show. And, yeah, it's rough. But, you know, it got better. But I will say, after that first show, I was completely blown away. I had had the, the time of my life doing it. And right away, and to this day, I still have the same feeling after every show. But right away, I was like, I can't wait for the next one. I can't wait for the next one. And, um, you know, a year later, pick up with GB and Diana. Y'all started there the same night. And didn't realize it. Right. Diana, you go first. <laughs> I had no idea. With my story, um, a few months prior, I think Pat was just about to he – was, he was announced he was leaving or something. And, yeah. And, no, it was before that. I'm sorry, because they were looking for somebody to be backstage. And it was months before any of that ever happened. And uh, Huckabee messaged me, hey, you need to come with me to a show. You need to come with me to Southern Honor. They need a backstage interview. And he knew. I mean, we had our history interviews and all that stuff with, you know, promotions we've done before together. And I was like, man, Canton, let me check maps and see how far Canton <laughs> right. is for me. You know, I'm South Georgia. And it was, you know, Friday shows. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I can get up there. It's like three and a half, four hours. I don't know, man. So I just let it ride and let it ride. A few months later, he's like, look, they need an announcer. They need an announcer. Pat's leaving. Message Gary. And I'm like, okay. So I messaged Gary and got like complete cold shoulder. It was just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm like, you don't even know nothing. Hold on. You don't know me. Hold on. Let me tell you. Okay, whatever. And then I messaged him like a few weeks later. I was like, hey, I'm just, just letting you know, I'm, I would love to come and try out. No big deal. Me, but if you're still looking for an announcer, I'd love to come try out. 
I said, tell me what you're looking for. Tell me what you're looking for, he told me. And I'm like, I can do it. I can be what you're looking for. And I changed my, a lot of my image, like a lot of things that I would actually wear. Because usually I would have a blazer and look all, you know, kind of whatever. But he said, I want a rock and roll feel. I want a rock and roll voice. I want a rock and roll attitude. I'm like, I got it. Showed up, hence the leather and all of my goods and, you know, whatever. And did my little tryout and the fans love me. So thank you, fans. I love you. <laughs> and there you great. go. <laughs> it was great. And then meeting Gary for the first time, it was like we connected in a way to me because he reminds me so much of my older brother. Like we could actually fist fight and still just get along with each other. You know, it just, I just want to punch him sometimes. You know, I know everybody feels that way back here. I just want to punch him sometimes. But like, like David said in a documentary, when he says, when he goes to the curtain, Gary says, don't suck. He said mm -hmm. the same thing to me. And here's the thing. I wanted to tell David, and we'll see David uh, next week at the show. Cause I haven't seen him since I've seen the documentary, but I want right. to tell him, Hey buddy, you're not special. He tells all of us that. He tells me that too, <laughs> mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's like he said, it's stuck. And I'm like, I don't suck. Then you don't suck. So yeah. if you know, I'll hold you up if you hold me up, but it was, that's how I got started. And I'm very grateful. Thankful. Awesome. Awesome to be a part. Yeah. GB. <laughs> I've told my story before, but I, I, I gladly tell it again because it's just the cra it's the craziest of stories. Yes. I love uh, it. <laughs> I I first attended uh, Freeblazer. Yes. <laughs> That's the funny part, right? So going to my first SHW show was September 2019. And um I went because I had been, you know, a faithful at DDPY. And they had been telling me about the shows and I was like, I got to come. I got to come. We had just had the baby. And so I was like, yeah, I got to get there. Went and was hooked. That was September, October. I had literally called my best friend in uh, San Antonio and we do a wrestling podcast together. And I was like, Courtney, they're doing war games. You got to come. Right. Yeah. So he flew in and in October uh, we were there. And that's when I first met uh, B-Dub. And, you know, they had moved the commentary booth down to the floor and we were just talking, you know. And so November comes and I noticed that there was only one man in the booth. So I said to, to Brandon, I was like, hey, you know, if you ever need any help, I'll be glad to assist. And, you know, he was like, yeah, OK. And so I mentioned it to Dylan. He was like, yeah, OK. And I was like, OK, nobody's going to really remember this. That's right. fine. It's okay. You know, oh, I remembered. Just another guy. Just well, another so, girl. so the funny part was coming back from the October show, actually going to the October show, Courtney and I decided to do kind of a special version of our podcast, which we called On the Road. Oh, yeah. We were literally riding to the show and we talked about our experience going. And then we talked about our experience coming back. And um, little did I know. You know, I sent it to Gary. Gary loved it, made it like mandatory listening for SHW, which I was like, this is crazy. You know, so then we fast forward to the December show. For whatever reason that day, I was not on the socials. I don't know why. I just, just wasn't on there. And I had a rough day. And my wife was literally like, do you need to go to that show? I was like, I paid for my ticket. I'm going to the show. And uh, I got there about 7.30 and Dylan meets me at the door. And he's like, we've been trying to get a hold of you all day. 
I'm like, huh? All day. <laughs> All day. I was like, what? He's like, do you want to do commentary? And before I could think to say no, I immediately said yes. And then I was like, oh, God, I, I'm not prepared. I don't remember any stories. This is only my, what, third show here? Like, what in the world? And so I'm texting my guys, and I'm like, guys, you're not going to believe what's happening right now. In 15 minutes before the show, you know, I'm sitting down with Brandon. I have no blazer on. I am complete hoodie. Like, Chill I'm chilling, right? And um, Gary, uh, you know, tells me, he says, hey, listen, if tonight goes well, you've got the job. So in his famous words, don't suck. Don't suck. <laughs> And so we were off to the races, man. Match one. Uh, I just remember Brandon leaning over to me afterwards, and he's like, mm, I think we got something. Yeah. We're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we went on, and, and that night was uh, the first title change that I was a part of. Well, no, actually, the second one I was a part of, but the first one to call, where Corey Hollis won the uh, SHW title that night. And um, we were off to the races, and literally two days later, all of a sudden, Gary's posting the three of us are the new voices of SHW. And I was like, wait, what just happened here? <laughs> it was, it was yeah. Crazy. Bring two, bring outfits, bring multiple outfits for promo okay. picks. I was like, promo picks? I don't even have a job yet. But right. okay. So yeah. I had like three or four different yeah. things. And I was down there with TJ getting wow. my picture taken. I was, I was rough. Crazy. Not looking my best, but hey, he made it work. And next thing I know, he's posting our pictures again. And I'm just like, yeah. man, what have I stepped into? Listen, it, it, and it changed everything. It yeah, changed it was awesome. it was everything. Yeah, yeah. It's been so hype. Amazing. I have an idea, and I hope that, and Dylan will probably kill me for this idea, if he even acknowledges it, right? <laughs> right. But I think, you know, we, we had Starfire, which was the Ashton Star story, which I thought was an amazing documentary. Mm -hmm. We got the SHW documentary, Hold Your Fork. I think this should be a thing. Yeah, like, like, like our own Nobody 24. tells, right? seriously, nobody yeah. tells stories better. You know, additional content to add to IWTV or wherever else you want to add it. But I think in the three years of SHW, I mean, this story alone is a documentary, right? Like right. we just told it on the podcast. So I don't right. know if you necessarily need a documentary for it, hmm. but <laughs> there are so many other stories that are out there that are intriguing that I think, you know, our, our production team could tell in a way unlike any other, yes. that I think should be a thing. Just my suggestion, because nobody in independent wrestling is doing it like we would do right. it. So. Gosh, I would love to see that, especially to see how David Ali has gone. Oh. I remember working shows before with him, and it was like he was just down all the time. It was like he was hard to get booked, and he'll tell you that mm. he couldn't even get booked in his hometown, to wow. being the potential wrestler of the year yeah. for Georgia Wrestling in 2021. Yeah. That, that's an amazing journey. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And I, I, I give him a hard time, but I love him to death. Yeah, well, really? I won't. I won't publicly ever say that because <laughs> he's given me such a hard time. I, I was going to say, I was like, I don't know how no, far we're going to go. That love fest ain't no on camera. Diana can yeah. say it, but for for me now, no, he's not my favorite person. But I will acknowledge you cannot deny 
the trajectory that yes. he has gone through and yes. just what he has done. It's it's really, you know, I don't like the means by which he got there, but right, you right, know, right. he he did something that folks said he couldn't do. And that had to be hard, honestly, because we were all waiting for that Joe Black championship reign. Yeah. And for that reign to end abruptly, you know, because of injury, we didn't know where things were going to go. And, you know, I don't know that anybody in that 12-man tournament had on their, on, on their uh, bracket David Ali. I don't, I don't think they had that. So to see him do this and then to see him, I mean, literally, he's been the champ all year. So, yeah, yeah that's a story. It's, it's good to see him to, to acknowledge himself as not a supporting actor yeah. rather than the main guy. And, and, and it's pretty awesome to see that that's spilling over into other promotions, bigger promotions, you know, yeah. other than what he's, you know, grow, come up in. But, you know, er, he's got, what, three belts? Two or three belts? Frightening. And, I mean, he's, he's, he's just like, a, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I should, I feel like I should jump in here Go and, ahead. Put a, and put a halt on the David Ali <laughs> talk because his head's already big enough. And if uh, he, I'm not trying to make it bigger. I know, me. I know. I just here's the thing. I may feel similarly to how Diana feels. I will never say it on camera. Well, I I'm not saying I feel any of that. <laughs> the man put a, a a bat to my throat. I didn't right, forget. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, Good and old. I hate him for it. Trust me, I did. I did not need to raise my hand. What? It looked. I mean, it looked visually though on camera. It was like compelling. It was really compelling. Yeah. I didn't like it either, though. My neck said it was compelling, too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like what came after, either. Anyways, we won't get into all that. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> but... history. It's history. We, we're going to keep that down because we don't want to be the It is history. It's yeah. my roughest. I've almost forgotten about that. I'm not going to dig up the not me. cold feelings. <laughs> Anyways. <me>. PTSD. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he's like, yeah, let's skip over that show completely. <laughs> He's like still here at three. (laughs) So (laughs) bottom line is go out of your way to see this documentary. If you have not seen it yet, it's hold your fork, the SHW story. Uh, Again, it's on the SHW Facebook page as well as Nathan Mowry's kind punk YouTube channel. Uh, So be sure you check it out and share it, share, share, share. Because if you don't know who Nathan Mowry is, he is the, the producer of Fozzie's Judas video, who has multi-million views. Yeah. So he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's done a ton of music videos. He's actually done, I've seen several of his documentaries prior to this one, but he definitely helped put this one together. Uh, And and he's just one of the production guys for SHW. He's at all the shows. uh, And you'll see him walking around. He's actually got involved in two Rumble Jack matches. Yeah. Um, Prior to to that, Actually, and it was, this was in the documentary, the night where Sunny Day split his head open off the, uh, yes. coming off the ladder through the table. Pro- earlier in that match, Nathan, the camera guy, got speared through a table inadvertently. He <laughs> so, has gone through just about as many tables as, as one of the wrestler guys have. I know, yeah. it's crazy. He but, has uh, his own count. But he's incredible. Our whole production team's incredible. Uh, everybody behind the scenes is incredible. Our announced crew is incredible. The roster is incredible. The fans, the fans are the reason we all do it. And the fans are incredible. Um, so, yeah, just go and ahead. Yes, and even the promoter, Gary Lamb, is incredible. Well, there you go. Yes. 
I will say it. I will go on record and say it. He's the man. Uh, but go either way, watch this documentary. But GB, you touched on Ali, you touched on Joe Black. Uh, and of course, there's four other men as well that will be in the big main event next week. It's the first ever War Chamber. You also touched on uh, the first anniversary show where we had War Games. So the setup will be similar to War Games. It's going to be the two rings surrounded by the big cage, steel cage. Uh, however, instead of teams, you're going to have six individuals vying elimination style for the SHW title. But you know what? Let's take that for This is going to be end. my first. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's right, because you went there for the War Games. That's right. Right. And then well, before, before we get to that, you know, I'm jumping ahead of myself here. Let's go ahead and just kind of preview the, the whole card for, uh, for Still Here 3 coming up next Friday. And what's really cool about this, we've got seven huge matches coming up. And if you follow SHW social media, you've seen all the little video packages. You've seen the graphics that have been put out for uh, promoting each match, and they are look so awesome. Um, a guy named, well, I don't know. If, well, he's our little secret guy. I don't know if I'm supposed to put him over on, on the air, but he's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so he's we've awesome. got seven big, seven big matches. And what's cool about it is that each of these matches have quite the story behind them. You know what I mean? It's not just a bunch of just random matches thrown in there just to fill the card up. Like, each of these matches are personal, you know? So let's start out with this uh, two-on-one handicap match. All three of these guys are former members of the Honor Society. I'm talking about Jordan Kingsley, Kevin Ryan, and Cyrus the Destroyer. Uh, Cyrus has made life very difficult over the last few months for Jordan Kingsley. And we all saw at SHW 31 that uh, Kevin Ryan returned. The inaugural yeah. SHW champion returned yeah. to help out his tag team partner, Jordan Kingsley, and uh, try to get a little bit of revenge on Cyrus. Well, we found out Gary Lamb made the announcement, two-on-one handicap match. Actually, Gary said he did not think either Kevin or Jordan could handle Cyrus by themselves. And so he's like, you know what? I think the only way they can get it done is in a handicap match. I don't know. If I would have done that, if I'm Gary, because how do you think that makes Cyrus feel? <laughs> you know, like why would why would you want to anger upset that guy? But I don't he, think it will. I don't think it's going to anger him. I he, think it's he's always upset, isn't he? Though, so yeah, I mean, he's just going to find somebody else to take out his, his frustration on. Now it's just going to be two guys. They're going to become hard, hard at the same time. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that uh, that they are accustomed uh, to to fighting someone the size of Cyrus, right? Uh, first of all, it's been a long, long time since we've seen Kevin Ryan and Jordan Kingsley together as a tag team. A very long time. So there's obviously some things that they may need to work through. I don't know, but somebody like Cyrus. Now, on one hand, on paper this is not an even match, right? The other side of it, though, is that they did all spend time together in the Honor Society. Now, I don't know if they sat down and had strategy sessions. I don't know if they were the kinds of folks to go out and do this over dinner. I'm not sure that uh, Logan Chase was exactly the guy sponsoring the company Honor Society dinner. Can you imagine I'm just, that? I'm just envisioning they were like, yeah, hey, let's go out for a little brunch, guys. Come on. Like, what a crew right. that would be. Talk about a motley crew, right? right? So I, you know, I don't know what that communication 
must have been like. I would like to think that they've learned something about Cyrus, uh, but even still, where do you find a weakness in this guy, right? I mean, to me, one of, <laughs> one of the endearing images of all things Southern Honor is Cyrus the Destroyer breaking the ring, okay? Yeah. He broke the ring. I, I'm not sure that Cyrus is intimidated by two men in the ring, um, let alone these two men being uh, this tag team. They're going to have to get past that because they clearly know that on paper, they're the underdogs. If they can find a way, again, they don't need to destroy him. They just need to find a way to pin him for a three count. Just now, I don't know how. Just but it's just those big stumps of legs he has. I mean, there's a tree trunk of legs. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, good luck I mean, with that. I don't have a strategy. I mean, I'm not – I wouldn't know what to do. Just look at him and run. I mean, it's like, who said it? The best way to avoid – just avoid – yeah, just don't, don't get in the ring. But they kind of have to now. But going back to the whole honor society, I remember when Cyrus first joined – and you remember Logan was all about Cyrus and it just seemed like not yet rated. He was kind of falling to the wayside, not getting the attention, the love, you know, all that. And then Kevin just kind of disappeared. And then all of it fell on Jordan. So I don't think, I don't know that they know really what makes Cyrus tick because I don't know that they had that camaraderie. Yeah. They never really seemed to have that connection as a faction. Yeah. To me. Yeah, and, and I feel like course. I feel like you're right. I feel like Logan yeah. was really the only person there that was tr really keeping them. He together. was the common denominator, yeah. but nobody really. I mean, of course, Kevin and, and Jordan they were attacking prior, so they knew, you know, they were attacking. But with Cyrus, he just kind of came in and took over everything there, and it is what it is. So I don't know. I think there's a, a there's a lot of heat there going to be interesting to see what they do if they if they i'm all for it they, they can put him down that'd be great yeah. be awesome be a, definitely a major feat for them but let's see well you brought up logan chase and that'll bring me to the next matchup here we've had a, a, a guy well we thought it was just one guy that had been running in wearing a hood wearing a mask uh at one point a few months ago he attacked gary lamb out of nowhere and then he took off Apparently, security unable to capture him. Uh, then a couple months ago, you had maybe the same guy, maybe a different guy, mask, hood, attacking Logan Chase at ringside during an all-star special match, taking him out. And then last month at the last show, you see two men wearing hoods and masks. They reveal themselves to be called the approved Adrian Hawkins, Bobby Moore. Uh, we've come to find out they've, they've been around quite a while. They've been around the Southeast. They've been Southern Fried. They're very well-known, Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. And we didn't know at the time. They took their jackets off. The shirt said approved. They attacked All-Star Special. And we didn't know what to make of it other than they got the mic. They said, we've arrived. Gary Lamb, we're here. You know who we are. And they basically kicked in the front door of SHW. You know, and for the last few months, I think GB even says it on commentary, like, "What's going on with the security at our?" Hi. I, I was just saying, I don't, I, I don't know. We need to. Is it Miss Faye? Is Miss Faye responsible? 
Do we need to talk to Miss Faye? Nah, I'm not know. saying anything about Miss Faye. <laughs> I'm not great. either, but who's in charge of security? Is she? It can't be her. Well, she's wearing an orange shirt. But, you know, if know. they buy a ticket and they come in, they're coming in through the crowd. You mean, like, like remember Brooklyn? When she That's attacked true. Danny, she came in from the true. crowd. Remember the point. monkey? That's true. Dickie Dice in the monkey suit sat there for two mm-hmm. hours. He did. Waiting for his chance. He bought a ticket. Yeah, mm-hmm. good point. Good point. Very good point. Very good point. Well, I, you don't know, get just real quick to the fans. Yeah. Don't get any ideas. Don't be <laughs> hopping the no. guardrails. No. It's not cool. No. 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 But I, anyways, I, that, we'll set. Go ahead. Sit, finish setting that match up. So that match is coming up. Yeah, you know, I was just gonna say the uh, documentary was interesting because it also showed a gentleman that most of us haven't seen floating around Southern Honor. His name is David Manders. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he's involved with Southern Fry. And he was one of the voices of the many promoters who talked about all of the things that Gary would say that would stir up trouble. And so that's why we were wondering who this team could be. The fact that they have been a staple in Southern Fried. I don't want to stir the pot, far be it from me, but (laughs) could David Manders be behind all of this? Let's think How about this. How funny that would be. He would be showing up in our documentary. Let's just think about this. He showed up in the documentary, right? But he also had, and I'm just going into Southern Fried for a second, he had a bit of a war with a guy named Todd Sexton. Mm-hmm. Todd Sexton, a few months ago, was announced to now be a part of the Southern Honor leadership team. So it just makes you wonder. Todd Sexton, obviously very well known here in the Southeast. Uh, If you lose a major player to your major rival, don't you think you'd be upset about that? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't don't know. Now, A, I feel sorry for the approved because the last people you want to upset are all-star special. And what happened last month was not good. And for those who were there for Hell Freezes Over, we're going to see probably a new look from Hanson. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it is not a good time to be on the bad side of All-Star Special. We may be seeing the huck that we saw in the dog collar match. Oh, oh he is, is in, coming. He is in some kind of mood. I mean, he you know really my, is. They, I saw they, a promo from him. They, they went rogue. Yes. They went rogue and actually – produced their own promo this was not a sanctioned shw produced promo that they put out this was the all-star special put this out and huckabee did not hold anything back at all i mean he's fired up this old i don't don't expect this to have one of those happy-go-luckies no this is this is huck from the dog Um, color match this is huck from the joe black feud and i feel bad like you said for the approved coming in here thinking they're all that thinking they're going to make a point and uh you know try to make a statement and prove themselves coming into the the big leagues i'll go ahead and say it so and yeah uh you're right they might have bit off more than they can shoot hansen's going to be sporting a new look huck could be sporting a new attitude and Mm -hmm. the approved is uh is going to be in trouble i think so uh if you hadn't figured it out yet that match has been made official uh, as All-Star Special has called out the approved for a match next week. It's still here three. Uh, one match of many huge matches. And let's get to another one here. A uh, Ooh, 
Here's a good one. A Noel Holds Bard career versus career match. Gunnar Miller laid out the challenge to Corey Hollis to put his career on the line. He said he'll put his career on the line if Corey Hollis would do the same. Uh, we found out through SHW management that Corey has accepted. And next week, not only will we be celebrating three years of Southern Honor, but we will also be saying farewell to Gunnar Miller or Corey Hollis. What do you, you think? Oh, I mean, Gunnar's serious business right now, but I hadn't seen Corey in a while. I mean, he just had a baby, and uh, he's been being dad, and, and a whole different side of Corey. You know, he's not that, you know, mean guy, you know, that he has been, but um, I think he's going to be ready for this. Well, here's what's he's interesting. Mentally and here's what's ready. interesting to me about that is that Corey Hollis is the type of person, the type of wrestler who wants nothing to do with his personal life to be in, in you know, in the ring right. or in front of the fans. Right. And so the fact that Gunner put all of that info out there in the middle of the ring on the microphone and said all that, I was like, that got shocked me because just knowing Corey Hollis, the way we know him, he does not bring his personal life into the wrestling business at all. At well, it's night and day. Yeah. All. And so the fact that Gunner even did that, because Gunner knows him very well. They go way, way back. Uh, they've come up together in the business. So Gunner knows all the, all the right buttons to push, apparently, and that was definitely one of them. And it made me think, you know, and this, I think there might have been a clip in this. In the, um, if it wasn't the documentary, all my videos are running together now. It might have been one of the videos <laughs> that got released earlier in the week. Uh, but there was a, there was, it was kind of a uh, recap a little bit of, the ongoing feud between Gunner and Corey. And you remember at one point when Corey won, he was wearing the steel plate. Uh, Gunner speared him, got knocked out. Corey got the one, two, three. And then Corey went over to ringside and hugged Gunner's son. Son, yeah. In the front row. Because right. you always see Gunner before every Gunner match. Gunner goes over there, gets his little good He's luck hug from his son, and then goes to the ring. Well, in this case, Gunner lost, was laid out in the ring. Corey goes to the front row, hugs Gunner's son, and I was like, wow, talk about insult to injury. Right. And here you have Gunner calling Corey out with a new baby and all this stuff, putting his personal life out to the forefront for the fans to see. And I'm like, man, they, these guys are, are pulling no punches as right. far as getting personal with each other. And these are the biggest stakes ever for either, either guy. Career versus career, GB. Yeah, you know, it gets no bigger than that right it's one thing if it's like hair versus career or something like that but we have a guarantee that one of these guys leaves the business next friday night and i really can't imagine southern honor or the wrestling business without Corey hollis or without gunner miller so that also means these guys are going to do whatever it takes to extend their career past still here three. So I, I, man, I don't know. This is going to be wild and crazy. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens. But I will say this, though. Anniversary shows have historically not gone well for Corey Hollis. Still here one, the lasting image, is Corey Hollis going through the ring 
inside the steel cage. Still here, too. Corey Hollis loses the SHW championship by tap out to Joe yes. Black. Yes. Corey Hollis is yet to win at Still Here. Will that follow him next Friday? That's the question. He goes through the ring and loses part of his soul. The next year, yes. he loses the actual SHW title. Mm -hmm. But next week, will he lose his career and be done for good? Man, I, it's going to be it's going to be a wild night. That's only we've only talked about three matches. OK, see, sir, that right there is why you're one half of the commentary team. I love it. That was well done. I well love it. done. Wait, you teed it up, though. I mean, it's, well, well I, I mean, still. <laughs> Why we well win awards, done. folks. That's why we win awards. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's only three matches. We got four more to go. Let's talk about uh, this. Okay, now this mixed tag team match. Um, I'm excited for a few reasons, but one of which is we'll actually see Ravenna Vane mm -hmm. in an actual tag team match. Now, we've seen her appear in the Rumblejack before. Mm -hmm. where she you know it was a very brief appearance we've seen her get involved in some other matches before where she wasn't actually a, a competitor in the match but next week we're actually going to see Ravenna Vane teaming with Sunny Days taking on Brooklyn and the heathen now known as Cruel this is going to be insane these are the former members of Fear Fear has mm -hmm. completely imploded and Cruel this this new heathen uh, that seems to be under the control of Brooklyn uh, has just run roughshod over sunny days, over Ravenna Vane, over SHW. And now the monster, sunny days, Ravenna Vane, have their opportunity to get a little bit of payback here. What do we think about this mixed tag team match next week? I'm still mixed on it. I mean, as far as, my, I'm, I'm, I'm emotional still about the whole Zach DeHira guy thing. And, and um, oh. thankfully he was there at, at uh, Helfries is over. So he's doing well. He was a little banged up, but it was great a to see him. A little banged up, but um, he, he, he's planning to be there with me, you know, at, at this match. And, and when uh, the heathen cruel and, and Brooklyn come out, I hope he doesn't have some kind of, like you said, PTSD, but. I'm afraid for him. I'm afraid for me. I'm afraid for everyone around that's anywhere close to cruel as he comes out with his, his rage. But um, I think Sonny and Ravenna, I'm excited to see Ravenna. You know, I'm a big fan of her. I'm a huge mm -hmm. fan of Ravenna. And I'm excited to see her in the ring to, to uh, take on Brooklyn, actually. They have, they have heat. They have fire. And it's going to be good. You know, Brooklyn, Brooklyn is a uh, – She's devious in her own way. I mean, she she can hold her own regardless of, her, of the situation. Whether I was going to kill the phone real quick. I don't know. Somebody yeah, I was going to say your buzzing. phone. No, your is your phone blown up? It was oh, not me. It wasn't okay. me. I just want to oh, okay. make sure we have clean up. <laughs> we want to have clean audio. So while you're talking, we're not hearing boo. It was mine. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but they're not important. <laughs> we're talking Anyways. about Brooklyn. Yeah, talking we're about talking Brooklyn, about Brooklyn. Brooklyn Green. So, thankfully just, she didn't change your name. But I didn't know how long it was going to go, so I felt like I should. No, somebody was calling. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I get calls all the time. I don't uh, answer. It's probably cruel calling because he heard his ears are burning because we're yeah. talking about him. He don't have my number. 
How would, uh, can you imagine, I mean, Halloween's coming up the end of the month. Can you imagine getting a phone call from the heathen cruel? Uh-uh, right? Like that just, <laughs> I can't that's, know. That's straight out of a, a Friday the 13th kind of movie. It that is. That mask is scary. I'm not going to lie to you. And I'm a wimp. I am not a, I am no, I don't like scary movies. I don't do the scary movies. Nope. 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 Anyways, what do we think, GB? Mixed tag team match. I think this is going to be a frightening match, uh, a very frightening match. We've seen scary sides of both the Heathen Cruel and of Sunny Days. You know, Sunny Days left a man, you know, well, between him and Ravenna Vane, they poured blood on a man the last time we saw them. So That's right, I mean, Luca it, Daniel. Yeah, Luca the, the Daniel, Rumble Jack. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was not pretty. So I, I think this is going to be a brutal match. I think, believe it or not, the wild card in this is Ravenna Vane. Mm-hmm. He's the mm-hmm. wild card. We've seen all three of them in action at some point, but Ravenna is the wild card here. If she is able to somehow one-up what's going on with Brooklyn, this could get interesting. I think Sonny and uh, the Heathen Cruel, that's going to be a problem. I don't know if the building will be able to contain them. This is going to be a wild one. Just to sure, I'll have my path to the back wide open. Shoot, we might need a cage around us, B-Dub. <laughs> what was the uh, Michael Cole had the uh, coal mine? The coal mine, the glass box. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, oh, oh man, I don't, don't... want to be stuck in a box with those guys on the outside. No way. Well, I, I don't know. I don't either. I just want to want to be safe. I am yeah. worried about Zach being out there, though. I he maybe yeah. just for one match. Maybe he, uh, maybe heads to the front row, at least on the other side of the guardrail, or I, I don't know. I just I don't know. That makes me nervous. But um, uh, you know, I I'm curious and kind of anxious to see Ravenna Vane and Brooklyn Creed go toe to toe and throw yes. down because uh, again we've seen Ravenna very briefly, uh, you know, in a Rumble Jack appearance and then getting involved here and there in other matches but never actually in a match of her own. Now, Brooklyn, we've seen, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Brooklyn was the one that threw Lindsay Snow into our commentary table uh, yeah. about a year ago, whenever that was, a year and a half ago. <laughs> you know, and, like, shocked all of us. We ended up with Lindsay Snow right in our face, uh, thanks to yeah. Brooklyn Creed, you know. So I think Brooklyn uh, uh, and Ravenna is a match, or at least a face-off, I definitely want to see. Yes. Now, yeah. my understanding is in this, this is a mixed tag team match and not an intergender match, but I'm not positive on that as far as when the women are in the, you know, when the woman's in the ring, the other female's in the ring and, you know, male versus male, female versus female. Um, different promotions do it different ways, so I'm not quite sure how it's going to play out in this one. Honestly, and I think with either these way four, would go. I was going to say with these four, even if you tried to give them a set of rules, I don't know that they would follow it anyway, right? Uh-huh. So, um, I, who was it that put – somebody put uh, Ravenna through a, a board full of barbed wire one time. That might have been Towers. That was it Towers. was Towers. Yeah, it so you know towers. what I mean? So, it wouldn't be far-fetched well, to see – Well, and, like, Corey, Corey drive Brooklyn to the, the wooden he plank sure of did. the bottom of the ring. So, he they're sure both did. tough. They're so, both yeah, tough. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, that's going to be a wild one. I, I have no idea – what to expect from that one but um chaos. anywho <laughs> speaking, chaos good answer. speaking of uh the female division that'll bring Ooh. us to our first ever Sing SH, it, G. at least in shw our uh-huh. first ever samoan 
strap match featuring mm-hmm. Danny Jordan uh-huh. versus, I'm going to let on. you say it. Come on. I'm going to let you Sing say it. it. She's your queen. <laughs> yes, the queen. She is the reigning queen, Rekka Tahaka. We shall continue oh, to put respect on her name. I appreciate the documentary. All that stuff is wonderful. Rekka is still the queen. Let that be known. God bless it. However, how, how'd she do it the last show, GB? She was tricked. She was bamboozled. She <laughs> what was is the record? What does the record book say? The record book says she was tricked. Because <laughs> the, 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 per, the person who she signed the match against is not who they announced as the winner. Oh, You're so right. How does that happen? Totally did not announce. Well, wait, that's, that's Diana's fault. <laughs> You're totally right. <laughs> You're I totally mean, right. you announced I mean, the, a, a female luchador who she was fighting. I mean, listen, yes. this is there was no money in the oh. bank. You don't, don't just don't cash in a match with the queen <laughs> and some new person shows up. So, no, the record books don't have this on there. Because if you're dominant, if you're dominant and you are the queen, should you not be prepared for any and all listen, to come at you? Listen, you prepare for who you are scheduled, you study tape on who you are scheduled to fight. If somebody shows up completely different, it's going to throw your game off. None of that matters now. That she didn't have- know that. She didn't Th- know this that. is my point. She, she didn't, didn't know. know that until after she lost. It's, te- it's wrong. It is just wrong. <laughs> See, I, for, for all of the things, all the feels that we had watching that documentary with Danny Jordan and the real mean girl, and listen, all the feels were there, but she should not have executed such trickery. <laughs> she should have been able to go. When, when the Queen Rekka Tahaka showed up at SHW, she didn't show up under a mask. She didn't use a foreign name. She told her straight up, I'm coming for you. I'm going to take your spot. And then she walked in and did that. She did it with what? Honor. Southern honor. She broke no rules. Broke no rules. She broke the first rule of honor. She lied. She broke no rules. If you lie, you'll cheat. If you'll cheat, you'll steal. Okay, we're going to talk about lying and cheating with Anybody in Southern Honor? Come on. We've well, got, she's the we've real had, mean. We've got tag team champions who don't even have their belts because of two liars and cheaters. Well, there's that too. There's that too. I'm just well, let's, saying. Let's get we to have that one match queen. because <laughs> this could go, one queen because this could go on all night. I don't get me wrong. I do enjoy listening to GB get fired up about. Oh my God. Queen Rekatahaka. I'm uh, bringing my crown. However, with a spoon. We have a couple more matches to get to. You brought up the tag team championship match. It's technical excellence. Technical excellence. The true tag team champions taking on the two men that stole the belts. Uh, I believe it's like seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago. Yes. It's been mm-hmm. quite a while. Mm-hmm. Ashton Star, Zicky Dice have stolen the titles. They've been going on social media, flaunting with the belts, taking pictures with the belts, claiming Confusing to be in the world. Claiming to be, and, and that's the funny thing. Like a lot of people that follow them that aren't that familiar with Southern Honor, they're congratulating them in the comments mm-hmm. and all this. I'm like, no, that wait, that's not, they're not, what, what's happening here? So, yes, they have stolen the belts. They're claiming to be the tag team champs. Uh, it was made official at the last show that next week, it's still here three, 
they will get a legitimate shot at the tag titles when they face technical excellence. And uh, then maybe if they can get the job done, they can truly claim to be the tag team champs. However, Chip Day, Kyle Matthews on quite a hot streak since winning the titles. And I got to say, I still don't see him losing anytime soon. Not to take anything away from the talent of Zicky and Ash. Oh, no. Because they've got the talent, but they, yeah, they got to use all these dirty tactics, you know? Like, just just use your God-given talent. Come on. Anyways, what do you guys think? Tag Team Championship match. Tech X, all the way. I'm a massive Tech X fan, absolutely. Um, but but I will say this, though. It's, it's funny how certain things run in the family, you know? Um, certain things run in the family. And so, you know, one part of the family decides we're going to dress up and we're going to disguise our identity and call ourselves something different so we can what trick What family a queen. is this? Hold on. So we can trick a well, it's some family that's too over to kill, okay? But here's the deal. The <laughs> other side of it is then you get these two guys who then turn around and steal something that doesn't belong to them. I'm telling you, it runs in the family. It's all in the family. Okay, GB. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So with that said... I think this is really the toughest test for TechX. And here's why. Like it or not, this team of Zicky Dice and Ashton Starr, yes, I actually used his name, this team has yet to be defeated in SHW. They have found some pretty crazy ways to get a win. Very crazy ways to get a win. And so that's the piece of this that concerns me right now because Tech X has done a phenomenal job against every type of team that has come into SHW. But nobody has been able to overcome the trickery that Ashton Starr and Zicky Dice has. That's what's concerning me about this match. And uh, they've proven that they'll do anything, they'll pull out magic tricks. Right? They'll do all kinds of things. They'll load people up and hide cupcakes around them. They'll do anything to get a win. <laughs> so I'm just saying this is going to be a very tough test for Tech X. And uh, I have full confidence that they can win, but I'm very nervous because Ashton and Zicky, they like gold. Yes. Yes. And, and lately, they are part of that family and it seems like everyone in that family has gold but not no That's they've not been theirs. claiming to have gold yeah but again mm-hmm. we won't know until next friday if they will That's truly right. be the holders the legitimate holders of the title belts but find out next friday shw still here three the three-year anniversary we touched on this at the beginning the main event will be the War Chamber match. The setup looks similar. It will be the War Games setup. But it's almost like, think about War Games combined with the Elimination Chamber rules, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have the two rings surrounded by the big cage, six individuals. Normal War Games would have teams. This will be six individuals all vying for the SHW title, which now – is in the possession of one David Ali. And uh, five other men will be in this match. Owen Knight, Joe Black, Judas, AC Mack, and Austin Towers. Dare I say, six 
of the best wrestlers, at least in the Southeast, perhaps in the country, on the independent scene. All six of these guys are uh, could be champion. You know what I mean? And that's why I am going to sit this one out as far as making a pick because I just have no idea, especially in this style of a match where if it's elimination style, think about this, David Ali, what if he's the first one eliminated? You know what I mean? And then we're just guaranteed a new champ at some point, you know, after the match. But I just, I have no idea who could come out on top in this, this kind of environment. Now, real quick, GB, we talked about, our uh, our roads to SHW, and in your story, you talked about being at that War Games match, mm-hmm. and I remember going back and watching that after the fact, after knowing you for some time, and my commentary table got completely obliterated. Sure did. And in the background, you hear some guy <laughs> screaming, "They they destroyed your table! They broke your table!" Well, it turns out that was GB, and he was off to the side yelling <laughs> because they did. They destroyed the table. Yeah. Well, my point in saying that is, in that particular match, a match that was within a cage, mm. somehow or another spilled to the outside. Mm-hmm. All this chaos happened outside. Will the double the double ring and the big cage around it, will it be able to contain these six individuals uh, come the war chamber? I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud here. There's some mighty big guys in this match. Yeah. And the combination of one-on-ones or two-on-ones or two-on-two, the whole thing is is gonna, I think it's gonna explode. I mean, you've got Judas and you got Austin. They're both seven-footers, right? Mm. You've got Joe Black. He doesn't need a description. That's Joe freaking Black. Mm -hmm. Owen Knight, come on, he is so due. He's so due. And AC Mac. AC Mac. You know? It's, I'm with you, B. I can't choose. I refuse to choose. I'm just going to accept the end game on this one and um, sit back and enjoy it. Hope, like you said, does not spill over into my lap. Yeah. The, the, oh, there are. There are too many X factors in here. Um, you know, we, we don't know quite yet uh, how the rules are to this. So to your point, B-Dub, we don't know if it's two men starting and then, you know, men getting entered in at a specific interval, if all six of them are starting at the same time. Right. You know, like all of those things matter because if it's two starting and then other folks entering, now we're talking about a match of endurance. And that's... Right. You know, honestly, that favors Owen Knight and Joe Black, right? right. Owen Knight, who has gone coast to coast in, uh, in, in the Rumble Jack. Uh, uh, Joe Black, who has won the Rumble Jack and almost won a second Rumble Jack. You know, endurance is on their side. If this becomes a matter of elimination, again, this could be about who enters first and who enters last. Lots of variables in here that make this way too difficult to call. Uh, All six of them have a potential path to walking out of here as champion and have a story as to why they could leave as champion. The scariest part of this to me is we've watched for almost 300 days now, David Ali find a way to retain his championship. 
it is one of the scariest things because I just I just knew in January when Owen got his shot in the steel cage. Okay, this nightmare is going to be over quickly. Finally, right. Owen Knight gets his shot. And then with each passing month, with everything that's been put in front of David Ali, he's found a way by hook or by crook to walk out as champ. He's been put in all kinds of crazy matches. This one could be another challenge for him that he finds a way to overcome. You know, the other thing is, if my memory serves me correctly, AC Mack of these six may, well, Owen Knight might have. I don't remember if Owen Knight was in that War Games match or not. Um, but I'm sure AC Mack was. Yep. And, you know, so, so that environment is different from most of the guys that are going to be involved. It's just a crazy scenario. And I, I can't call it. I refuse to even get into that game. But I know this, I am ready for an incredible match. And uh, whoever comes out of this as champ deserves to be champ. And right. uh, this is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Well, all I can tell you is that every single year, still here, the anniversary show is <clears throat> one of our biggest shows of the year. Yeah. And this particular show with the War Chamber, this may be our biggest main event, not of the year, but ever. And that's Ever. HW. Ever. Um, and both uh, biggest, both literally and figuratively, <laughs> because mm -hmm. of the men of the match, the magnitude of the match. Um, it, it's going to be quite the spectacle. And I encourage you, if you haven't made the decision yet, to go ahead and decide. Come on out. Join us next Friday, October 8th, in the Action Building, 261 Marietta Road uh, in Canton, Georgia. It's going to be amazing. Tickets will be on sale at the door, 5 o'clock. Doors open at 7, bell time at 8, and we just talked about seven huge matches, main event caliber matches across the board, and, you know, all the matches can main event anywhere else, and you're getting yeah. them all on one card at Southern Honor Wrestling, and if you don't know why that's a huge deal, if you don't know why Southern Honor Wrestling is a big deal, go watch the documentary, Hold My, hold Your Fork, I almost said Hold My Beer Hansen, uh, I don't know. <laughs> No, that's natural to say. I almost hold, did too. It really hold, is. Hold your fork, the SHW story. Uh, again, you can watch it right here on the SHW Facebook page, or you can watch it on Nathan Mowry's Kind Punk YouTube channel. Uh, do yourself a favor. Watch that documentary. Share that documentary. Bring your friends. Bring your family. Come join us next Friday yes. for the I anniversary. Yeah, we'd love to meet you. Come say hi to yes. us. You know, Please. especially uh, if before the show or at intermission or whenever. If you see us, come. We're friendly. We don't bite. Come say hello. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just going to be an incredible night. And the thing is, on top of that, you just never know what's going to happen. That's become kind of a saying at SHW. Like, you just never know what's going to happen. You never know who might show up. Uh, it's just, it's just going to be a wild night. So, before we go. GB, Diana, do you have any parting words for the great fans of SHW? If you ain't at SHW on Friday night, where you at? <laughs> Couldn't have said it better, GB. Oh, no. I love it. Man, just thank you guys for your continued support of all things SHW. And uh, come out and party with us next Friday. It's going to be a night you will never forget. Absolutely. And until we see you next Friday, it's still here three. This has been SHW. This is our wrestling.